You're listening to episode 106 of the Mud Stories podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you inspiration in your muddiest moments, hope to make it through your mud, and encouragement for you to know that you are never, ever alone. I'm so glad you're here with me today, especially if you're a parent and if you're a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle, because we're going to be talking about the mud we all face as we maneuver the world of apps, electronic devices, and overall screen time management in our lives. And I know for me with kids, it is such a challenge to balance the goodness of technology against the dangers it can also bring. There's tons of benefit from technology and apps and social media, but I'm also so very concerned with how harmful content and dangerous interactions are only just a click away. And sometimes those clicks are inadvertent and unintended by our kids. And so I'm super excited to have Jelani Memory here with us today to help us maneuver this mud. Jelani is a dad, an entrepreneur, and a creator who lives in Oregon and has spent years in the film, photo, consulting, and business development sectors. His initial artistic dream was to draw some comic books, which then led to wanting to design some sneakers. But by the end of his college experience, which by the way, he spent studying theology and koine Greek, of all things. He fell in love with photography and its ability to tell stories in a single frame. As a creative, he describes himself as being obsessed with how things work, fancies himself as a coffee enthusiast, and desires to create meaningful products which connect with those who use them. And he's done just that as one of the co-founders of a product for families called Circle. Jelani, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on. And that was, uh, wow, quite the introduction. Uh, when you put it all in words like that, it makes me sound uh, maybe a little bit better than I am. So <laughs> well, <laughs> thanks, appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. And I must say, Koine Greek of all things, that would, you know, if I knew Greek, that would take my Bible reading to a whole nother level. Yeah, Theology it- and Koine Greek, tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I loved my experience at Bible College uh, at uh, Multnomah University, and uh, you know, I studied Greek for uh, you know three solid years and had a blast doing it. You know, by the end of our first year in Greek, all of us, you know, first year Greek students, we could sight read uh, in Greek and translate in our heads uh, the whole entire book of Mark. So um, really intensive program, uh, you know, really foundational. Um, I, I absolutely loved it. Totally. How does that affect your, you know, Bible reading, your Bible study today? You know, it's 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 funny because you know some stuff you learn in college, you know, sticks around, and some of it doesn't. Yeah. Um, a lot of it, uh, you know, just reformed a lot of my presuppositions. So, yeah. sort of understanding what's happening with the original language, and sometimes when I hear a pastor say, "Well, you know, in the Greek it says this, and this means this," I realize, you know, a lot of times it doesn't actually mean that, <laughs> or the emphasis isn't there. Right. Um, Oh, I love um, but, that. Fascinating. 
Yeah. And there's just little quirks. You know, I think it, it allows you to set yourself in that historical time period. Mm-hmm. You know, so Greek's a funny language. There's, you know, no punctuation. Um, there's no real word order either. Um, and so uh, it, it, when you're reading in the Greek, it, it allows you to sort of set yourself a little bit more in the historical context. Um, and, you know, because when you're hearing sort of anglicized English, you know, by our today's standards, it's hard to think that, you know, this is from something that happened 2,000 years ago or 4,000 years right. ago. Um, so, yeah, uh, had a blast. I never quite took the dive into Hebrew. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had some friends who did, and, uh, you know, I prayed for them. So Yes, that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. Such a poetic language, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's fascinating because I have um, my keyword study Bible, which has certain English words underlined. It has my whole, you know, um, all the original words in the back with all the places they were used and everything. And I love that. But lately I've been reading from my Young's literal translation, which is um, as close to Greek as I can get, friend. But man, to, ha- <laughs> to have your superpower, that would be amazing. Well, tell us about your family. You have a daughter. You're a parent yourself. Tell us. Yeah. And, and you live in you know, Oregon. Tell us a little about, about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, I've got a bit of a unique story. I, I grew up and with three sis or two sisters and a brother and, you know, they all had kids. I was the youngest. And, uh, you know, I remember helping raise, you know, the youngest niece of mine, Jasmine, uh, you know, by the time I was I was 14. So just, you know, had a huge passion for kids and watching them grow up and helping them grow up and, you know, now have seven nieces and a nephew and my own daughter, uh, Ella, who's six years old, who starts, uh, you know, first grade. And yeah, she's just, she's a blast. She's intuitive. She's smart. She's curious. Um, you know, she Mm -hmm. loves to debate and argue with me, but I, you know, by all respects, (laughs) I encourage it. Right. I want her to develop those sort of, you know, that mental acuity. So, um, and really a big part of starting circle is out of watching her, you know, begin to develop and realize how early that interest, uh, with mm-hmm. technology and gadgets started. Uh, I mean, it really started at two years old. Yeah. And I know there's recommendations for kids under two, not to have screen time at all. And then over age two, we really, most of us are having way too much screen time than is really good for us. And so, you know, it's such a struggle though, because there's so many good things, there's so many good things available. Yeah. And that's, you know, that is the total challenge is, is, you know, how do you not just keep your kids screen time in check uh, with a reasonable amount of time during the day so they can get to do things like go outside and play or spend time Mm -hmm. with family. Or sometimes what I tell my daughter is sometimes it's really good to be bored. You know, the the things your brain does when you're bored, uh, you know, it it sparks curiosity. It allows you to, you know, meditate on certain ideas. And um, so sometimes when we're driving, she'll want to play with my phone. And and she goes, I'm so bored, Dad. And I go, you know what? That's totally okay." I go, I know it's not fun, but it's totally okay." Um, But, you know, like uh, once you start having them, you know, use screens is, you know, making sure that they're using the right content and interacting with the right stuff. And I'm a huge fan of experiences and the things that kids can learn from digital mm-hmm. experience, from digital technology, uh, you know, websites, apps, uh, games. Uh, and, and I love to sit alongside my daughter and watch her explore that stuff. Um, but, you know, uh, there's for all the good stuff out there, there's a lot of bad stuff that's not really designed yeah. for kids. And so, you know, it's, it's all about trying to find the right balance with that stuff. Yeah. And it's stuff that we didn't face growing up. You know, you're probably younger than me, but there was not a, this 
amount of technology available. Can you think of a time or something, you know, in your growing up experience was maybe muddy or hard or maybe it had to do with technology or not or something that sparked that passion for you to lead you into the journey of where you're at today with the passion to help families like you are because a lot of the the purposes where we exist and what we do are born out of our own personal you know experiences yeah yeah you know I'd say it's a it's a few things you know I was from a very early age an artist I love to draw I love to create I love to paint uh, and that continued from the earliest age on but I always found interesting ways to adapt and use that so you know, I even did some early uh, Photoshop work and logo design in high school. You know, I had sold uh, artwork as early as middle school. Um, and when I, you know, found myself at Bible college, there was this interesting fusion of learning how to adapt my art into other art forms like uh, doing, you know, uh, improv comedy, or uh, I spent two years as the student body president uh, at my university. And, and there was, you know, to me, the you know it wasn't just about putting pencil to paper, but it was finding using my creativity to solve mm-hmm. interesting problems. Um, and you know, a friend of mine had introduced me to Mac computers, you know, right before my first year of college, and I just fell in love with the uh, merging of technology and design. I'd never quite seen anything like it, you know, um, and that set me off on a passion to be really interested in computers and the computer industry and the technology industry at large. Uh, and then follow, you know, just kind of follow that path wherever it took me. And, you know, my, my creative journey and my career journey is really varied. And when we were first pitching investors for Circle, um, you know, two of my co-founders, they're both professionals, uh, world-class in, in what they do. And I was the guy on paper that just looked terrible, right? It's like, <laughs> you know, like my resume was terrible. So I just started to walk into the meetings and I said, Hey, look, I go, I go, you don't want my resume because it's terrible. But if you like Circle, you like me because I go, this is my baby. This is my idea. And it really was about my my creative professional journey from photos to consulting to doing video to uh, writing scripts. I mean, all across the board, I did all sorts of different kinds of stuff um, that's allowed me to be very uh, multi-purpose with what Circle does and how it works. And of course, my, my faith and my core values lead me to uh, put a, put a high value on the family unit, um, and especially the the development of of, of kids. So um, there was a nice merging of sort of all of my skill sets when we founded Circle, um, and of course I had to learn all sorts of new stuff. But uh, uh, to be able to do my job uh, effectively and 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 to wear a ton of hats and to do a, a bunch of different jobs because with any startup uh, you you just have to wear a lot of hats. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's complicated. I mean, I think there's a lot of us who think up ideas of, I wish we had this thing, or I wish (laughs) we had a device that could do this. But, you know, there's resistance that we have to overcome. There's a lot of details. There's a lot of um, things to think about. And I'm curious the backstory on how you took it from an idea or even before that, like, was there one moment in time you can identify that sparked that idea, like where you were sitting, what you were doing when the idea came and then how you overcame the resistance to really push through and go after a startup and find the people who are all techie? Because I'm guessing you didn't program everything, right? Uh, no, I didn't. You know. <laughs> so give us the scoop on how that all happened. Yeah, sure. So, you know, a good friend of mine, Lance, who who I also co-founded the company with, you know, 
remember it was one night he just sent me a text message and said, Hey, I think I've, I've got the seed of an idea and I think it's worth something and I think we should pursue it. Uh, and he and I had just been friends, you know, he's the godfather to my daughter. Um, and so I came over and we chatted for a couple hours at, you know, his kitchen table, uh, about trying to do something for families in the digital space to help them manage all their devices. And so, mm. uh, we mused on it for a little bit and he, you know, he said, Hey, look, he goes, I can run the business. We can find somebody to build the technology. We just need to know what this thing is and what it does and why it does it. Um, mm. and so, you know, I got set loose for a week kind of concepting from the ground up and envisioning, you know, what is this thing? What does it do? Why does it do it? Um, and how does it serve families? And so mm -hmm. we, uh, we got together with, um, our other co-founder, a guy named Tai Bing who lived down in California. He had built some really interesting technology that we knew we could leverage. And we pitched him on this idea of this little magical white box that, somehow wasn't the router, but worked with your router and was managed by an app that could do all these amazing things that we had never seen anything else do before. Um, and he fell in love with it. He thought it was incredible. And he said, I can build it. So we, we set off then. And that was, you know, three and a half, almost four years ago. Um, and in terms of that resistance, it was hard, you know, like raising money, coming up with more product ideas, you know, dealing with internal struggles. And then, you know, uh, there's other large companies like Cisco and Comcast who were releasing products that sort of felt similar but weren't quite effective. And then our internal battle of going, well, do we keep going when this multi-billion dollar company is trying to build what we're building? Like, how can we succeed? And, um, and for us, I think what kept us going all those years was it was bigger than just an idea that might be worth some money. It was about a mission to serve families specifically mm -hmm. and understanding that this isn't something that's done. The need's not going to decrease over time. It's going to increase. Right. And right. we wanted a solution for our own families. And so when when we would run out of money, when things would hard, when we get too much rejection over too much period of time, we would keep trudging forward because we knew this thing should exist uh, mm -hmm. and we knew there was a massive need for it. Um, yeah. and you know, little by little, we'd have little wins and then another win and another win. And, uh, you know, uh, fortunately we were able to raise all the money we needed. We secured a fantastic partnership with the Walt Disney company. Um, we had a bunch of other partners come alongside of us. We built out this amazing team, um, of some folks who have decades of experience and some folks who are just out of college, um, to, to continue to, to build up the product. I mean, uh, when I look back, you know, it's a lot of hard work and just being super fortunate, really. Yeah, well, totally blessed, too. I mean, it's just the endeavor to serve. I think you can never go wrong when your motivation is to serve. And um, it doesn't surprise me that imagining the families that you would be serving would be the impetus to keep you moving ahead and trudging forward against the resistance. Um can you identify or share with us any particular stories that you encountered over those years when that was what was keeping you going of situations that you heard of or you were aware of or privy to that actually quantified the ideal family unit you were endeavoring to serve? Because I'm guessing that all three of you personally to believe in it to the level that it required for you to continue moving forward you had to have been aware of some identifiable stories and obstacles and difficulties that families were facing 
by not having a product that now exists? Yeah. So, I mean, it really started with our own families. I, of course, only have the one daughter. Uh, Lance has three kids. Uh, Tai Bing has two kids. And we all had those very real felt needs of, you know, things like, well, what if my kid runs into this online? You know, the the porn industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. uh, And and you don't want your five-year-old, your six-year-old, your eight-year-old accidentally running into that stuff online. And it's so easy. So for us, it was going, okay, well, there's got to be a way to deal with that, right? Boom. Okay, that's that's one feature. And then we look at it and go, well, you know what? It's really hard for parents to understand how long their kids are actually spending online because, you know, you look at your kid and it looks like they've spent a lot of time or it looks like they don't, but there's no real quantifiable data, right? So what if we could provide them a, a way to actually just know how much time their kids spent online, where they went? Boom, that's another feature, right? And a, a lot of it sp- uh, sprung out of our own core needs. And then as we would go out, and this was a common practice over the course of the entire three years and is still a, a, a big way how we do product here at Circle is, um, is we pitch ideas or we ask questions to real families that we're in relationship with, right? So we'll talk about a new feature that we're building or something we're thinking about or, you know, oh, wouldn't it be great if there was a way for your kid to contact you, but they didn't need to have a cell phone? And we'll bounce those ideas off parents. And what they'll do is inevitably come back with, oh, well, you know what I really, really want? Like my kid last week did this and, you know, I really want to have a conversation with them about it, but there's sort of no conversation starter. So we find a lot of really great product ideas sprung out of that. Uh, that's where the internet pause button came from. Uh, that's, uh, how we, uh, you know, ended up with a bedtime. Um, mm-hmm. just realizing there is a certain time at night where parents don't want their kids to be on devices anymore. Um, and what we found across the board is the thing parents were trying to get rid of, interestingly enough, by having a bedtime feature was they didn't like arguing with their kids right before bedtime every night. Um, it was, it was a lot less about the screen time and more so that they didn't like there being that sort of, uh, adversarial relationship every night when they ended the night. Um, and what's great is we hear back from customers now that the argument ends right when bedtime starts. Right. Uh, right. and they're no longer fighting with their kids. They're interacting with them. They're conversating, uh, And that's really cool. So we've kept that model going all throughout that same model of making sure that we're touching base with real families and real parents with real stories all throughout to help build our products so that it's really meeting sort of felt needs. Um, And, and, you know, just one story in particular, you know, um, well, a common theme that I just run across too much was um, kids on YouTube starting out in one place and ending up in a place that parents didn't want them to be. And it wasn't mm-hmm. a kid's fault, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, one video t- took them to the next video, took them to the next video. And what would often happen is, is kids would take the device to the parent and go, hey, mommy, I don't, I don't want to watch this. And of course, the parent would look at it horrified, right? Yeah. And wondering how they ended up there. And that, you know, after the 20th time hearing that story, I thought, wow, YouTube's really got a problem and Mm -hmm. families really have a problem in dealing with this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so terrifying to us as parents. I mean, I have a 20 year old and when he was in high school, man, what a struggle it was to monitor because all the apps were really taking off. I feel like about five or six years ago. 
And, you know, we, we implemented where he had to turn in his phone at a certain time in the evening at a central charging station. You know, he wasn't allowed to delete anything unless he asked permission because then we would review everything. And, and yet, you know, the apps have evolved to such a degree that they're secretly on their phones and they look like even a calculator with all kinds yeah. of hiding picture things behind there, you know, and it's just, it's hard as parents to number one, keep up with everything. Number two, to not have it be a point of contention with our kids, especially our adolescents, um, because they've got their own life going on beyond us with their devices, which is one of the reasons why, you know, my 14 year old and my 12 year old right now, even though they're in eighth and seventh grade, you know, they say they are the only ones in the whole school without a phone, you know, and yeah. I know I desire for them to be granted that freedom in the very near future so that they can learn to fail in my presence. And so I can be there to we can be there to support them and to help them grow and learn, because having a militant, vigilant, lock everything down kind of mentality out of fear as parents is not really doing a very good service for our kids because our kids need to learn how to make good decisions how to learn how to fail, learn how to respond well, learn how to pivot and maneuver through whatever's being thrown at them. And this is our chance to really extend some freedom to them with technology and be that soft place to land in our presence in our home before they launch to college or beyond. And yet when my son was in high school, there was really not a lot available for us as parents if it was, it was cutting edge and, you know, who knows that I would know about it at, at that point, you know. So um, it's a felt need. And I think the service that you all, you know, the, have provided and in the desire to serve families out of your own innate organic um, passion is very inspiring. And I think as parents, it's received as so well intended and helpful. We're just so grateful. So I'd love to go into talking about what Circle is. And, you know, for you of all people to explain to us what it can <laughs> what it can really do for us as parents, because the more I've been reading about it, I like need one yesterday. And it's going to give me <laughs> so much more faith and um, peace to be able to go and buy that, you know, iPhone for my daughter at eighth grade and feel safe and reassured and not panicky inside that it's going to be a dangerous weapon in her life. It's going to, instead, it will be a helpful, calm experience. So um, what, what are some of the features that Circle does? I know it starts yeah, off well, with allowing time limits, right? Sure. Well, I'll explain how it works. So, um, you know, everybody who has Wi-Fi typically has a Wi-Fi router. That's how you get Wi-Fi in your home. Um, and so Circle is its own hardware device. It costs 99 bucks, and uh, it pairs with your existing Wi-Fi. You just need to download one piece of software on mom or dad's phone, uh, and you manage all the Circle settings from there. So you don't need to download any software on any other devices in the home. You don't need to change any passwords. Once Circle's paired with your Wi-Fi router, it'll actually recognize every single device in your home, no matter what kind it is, whether it's a tablet or a computer or a smartphone. Um, it'll even recognize your Nest thermostat or your smart TVs or your <laughs> okay. uh, PlayStation 4 or Xbox uh, One. So uh, it recognizes all those devices. And then from there, 
where mom or dad can set up profiles for each of the members of the family. Um, and they can give those uh, different profiles, different settings. So let's say you're setting up a setting for your seven-year-old, your eight-year-old, you can set a particular filter level setting based on five preset age categories, uh, pre-K, kid, teen, adult, and none. Um, and then that'll give you sort of default filter settings that all work by app and category and mm. platform. And we give you some defaults, but you can change those as much as you want, just with the flick of a switch. Um, and then from there, we take the same app platforms and categories and allow you to set time limits for them. So if you want to set a 30 minute time limit per day for Netflix, you can, if you want to set, you know, a 45 minute per day time limit for Facebook, you can. And what's great is, is this works across all the devices that belong to that kid. So whether they're on the Facebook website or the Facebook app or even Facebook messenger, that all gets rolled up into their Facebook time. And once they reach 45 minutes, if that's the time limit for that kid, um, it'll actually cut it off, which is really, really cool. Um, Wow. And then, of course, that triggers kids to, you know, go talk to their parent and ask for more time. And typically what parents will go is, well, why should I give you more time? And they have a conversation about it. Well, that's what I love because it can be like a collaboration. It's no longer I'm making rules and imposing them on you. It could be, hey, let's sit down and have a conversation. Let's look at all your apps, all your stuff, and let's um, decide together how much time you think is reasonable and totally. how much time I think is reasonable. And let's come to a collaborative agreement. And then when it shuts off that there's no more time for the day, it's not like they can say, well, you're so mean that you don't let me blow, blah. <laughs> you know, they can, we can, we can redirect and we can say, well, remember buddy, when we sat down and we talked about what would be reasonable, we kind of laid it all out and this is what we agreed to. And they're like, oh yeah, you're right. You know, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. And then from there, you can set a bedtime for each kid, uh, which does exactly what it sounds like. Uh, all their devices essentially go to sleep. They disconnect from the internet when that bedtime starts, and they reconnect whenever you set it to reconnect in the morning, uh, which is a really cool feature. And then one of our most novel features is a pause button for the internet. So there's literally a pause button sitting on the home page of the app uh, that you can pause your whole network. So let's say it's family time, or you call a family meeting, or <laughs> dinner it's dinner time. time. Yeah. yeah, it's the nuclear option, as we like to call it for moms, right? Uh, just at the press of a button, pause the entire internet. Uh, what's great is it can work by from kid to kid, right? So if you just want to pause one kid because they haven't taken the trash out or done their homework, um, you can just press it and it'll pause their internet. And what's cool is, is um, they'll get redirected to their own dashboard. So when they're trying to surf online and you pause them, they'll actually get redirected to what's called their My Circle page. It's their own personal dashboard. They can track how much time they spend online. They can see when their bedtime is. But it also gives them a notice, letting them know, hey, looks like you've been paused, right? And then a, a kid knows, as opposed to just looking like the internet's not working, they know they've been paused, mm. right? And again, they can have, come have a conversation with parents, which is one of the, the biggest things. We don't, we don't as Circle... Uh, want Circle to replace the parent. We want it to come alongside the parent and be a tool that they use. Mm -hmm. And we'd rather have kids talking to their parents more, not less. And we, we think Circle accomplishes that. I love that so much. You know, before talking to you, I didn't even realize about the pause feature. 
I'm thinking we're not going to need to yell upstairs anymore. It's just going to be <laughs> pause. <laughs> and there yeah. they come. No, I'm so um, it just like the benefits keep going on and on for what if I could have dreamed of what I would have wanted. It's just it brings me so much gratitude for the insight and the depth of um, anticipation that you all have put into this of what families would need and how it could serve them. And I'm just I know I'm speaking for everyone listening that um, we're just so thankful to finally see something like this. And I know there's other apps that have been able to do this and other things that do filter, but not to the extent um, of one app on the parent device and being able to control it all. Right. Yeah. And that's really at the core of it is making sure that it was simple. Um, All the solutions that we ran across, some of them are really feature rich and could do a lot. Um, but they were complex. They were really hard to use. They required software to go on every single device. And, you know, uh, I, I I love technology, but if it's going to be that time consuming, I don't want to jump in and start using that, especially, you know, uh, it, when you're talking about a household with not just two kids, but three kids or four kids, it just becomes too much to manage, right? And at that point, yeah. you know, why even start? So we wanted our device and our app to be so dead simple. You didn't need to sort of fancy yourself tech savvy to be able to use it. It was uh, a one solution that could work across the whole home. I love that. Now, talk to us about how, like you went into some of how to set it up, but is, I'm thinking teenagers are kind of sneaky. Adolescents (laughs) are kind of tricky. I'm wondering if you've had any experiences with, negative reactions from kids and maybe trying to figure out how to disable the device? How how does the device work? Does it sit near a router or on a coffee table? Like, what does that practically look like? And and the apps that are on their phones for their own profiles, how does that differ from where we as parents would control things? Yeah, great question. So, you know, the way Circle works is it pairs wirelessly with your router. So it doesn't need to be right next to your router. You can actually plug it into Ethernet if you want to, but you aren't required to. So it can literally sit anywhere in your home where any device that wants to be connected to your router can. Um, so pop it on, you know, the coffee table or on a bookshelf or in a bedroom. It doesn't really matter. You get to put it wherever you want to. And then in terms of, uh, you know, sneaky kids, you know, there's a meeting that we had, you know, I'd say about two and a half years ago where we basically all sat in a room, our whole entire team and said, OK, let's all think like an average 14 year old boy and go, what would we do to get around? Right. Circle? And yeah. we literally made the largest list you could think of, of all the ways we could think of. And then, of course, what we did is we built in certain features, certain functions, certain bits of the hardware to make sure that it was very difficult to get around. So there's little things like it's got a battery inside. So when you unplug it, it doesn't turn off. And, of course, it sends a notification to mom or dad saying, hey, Circle's been unplugged. And it'll have a battery that will run about five to eight hours so that even if they plug it, unplug it in the middle of the night, it's unlikely to run out of batteries, right? Um, there's no visible screws on the outside of the box. So even if they try and take it apart, it's really hard to take apart. Um, and once you take it apart, it's really hard to put back together, right? So that <laughs> there's sort of visible signs. Um, and again, you know, mom or dad get notifications anytime the reset cycle happens. Um, uh, so that pings in with the notification. And, uh, you know, some of the other ways that we, we thought they'd get around is trying to do things with other pieces of software. So, 
naturally we block VPN tunneling. Uh, we allow the parents to block that and they have to actually make the conscious decision to turn it on because most parents haven't heard about VPN tunneling, but any smart kid will, you That's know, what Google I was thinking. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's basically, it tricks a network into thinking that, uh, the device belongs to a separate network. Mm. Um, and so, so you know, tricky. of course, yeah, they would look at that and go, okay. And we, you know, it's been a ball for us to hear feedback from parents. And what typically happens is we'll get a picture sent to us from a parent of a destroyed circle. Um, and at that point, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, we go, maybe it's time to have a conversation with right? because we can't make this thing indestructible. That's right. not possible. Titanium. Um, <laughs> e- exactly. You know, um, because, you know, you can only make the walls so high. Right. Um, and all we want to do is just when the kid's trying to get around circles, we let the parent know. Um, now, one of the cool things that we're going to be doing this fall is we're actually launching a bug bounty. Now, if you're not familiar with what a bug bounty is, um, large companies like Apple or Facebook or Google do this. And essentially, it's it's like a contest uh, for users of a particular platform to try and find holes or security vulnerabilities mm. or ways to get around it. Um, and so our program is going to be for kids only. So anybody 17 or under will be able to, to participate. And if they find a legitimate way around circle or a loophole or bug in the system or a security vulnerability, we'll actually pay them. Uh, wow. And then of course, we'll set to work, yeah, fixing and plugging that hole. That is brilliant marketing, my friend. That is brilliant. <laughs> Kids are going to be all over that, and you're going to find so much information out. Well, maybe not because you've thought of so many things, but so fun. I love that. I know also you you all have made a way for us to track not only how our kids spend time online and the time on different apps, but also for ourselves too, because you know adults aren't Im- immune to um, the addiction of screen time and electronics, and so we can actually set limits for our own selves. But can you talk a little bit about what's possible to keep track of how many hours or how much cumulative time we're spending on the different apps we are and also about apps as far as when Circle notices a device that's in the home connected to the Wi-Fi, does it automatically know all the apps that are on that device in order to track? Yeah, great question. So uh, we've got a really great section within the app. It's called Insights, um, and it's designed to do exactly that, right? Provide the parent with insight and how their kid spends time online. So what we do is we have a dashboard that shows um, uh, day, week, and month uh, for how kids spend time online, and we roll up the most used apps, platforms, categories, and then we show you know relevant websites there too. So you can compare today with yesterday, or this week with last week, um, and you know track for that kid not just how much time they spent on one device, but how much time they spent on all their devices for any particular platform, whether that's Netflix or mm. Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat. Uh, that'll actually all roll up there, which is really, really cool. And we, we think really, really valuable for parents. Um, and then we also provide a full URL history of all the websites visited, as well as uh, a total history of all the websites that got filtered. Um, because, of wow. course, they're going to end up yeah, trying to run That's into good. things. And uh, so we keep a list of that for parents as well um, in the insights feature. I love it. I love it. And it blocks ads, too, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. So we have a, a feature along with the platform and category blocking is the ability to uh, block ads, to uh, create, uh, enable Google Safe Search remotely so that it actually automatically, when your kid searches on Google, it'll remove all the explicit results, um, mm. which we think is, is really cool. It does the same thing for Google Image Search as well. That's so great. Now, this works in our home on Wi-Fi, but it's my understanding that you can take it remotely with you if you're going on vacation or something. If you can connect it to whatever Wi-Fi is being provided elsewhere, yes? Yeah, that's correct. And, and additionally, um, because the question we got asked by every parent was, mm. what if my kid has a cell phone right. and they can just go on their data network? Um, so we built an additional product. It's a software product called Circle Go. And what it does is uh, you install an app on there and it'll install a configuration profile on that device. Um, and it allows that device to act like it's on your circle network wherever it goes, whether it's on its own cell network, AT&T, T-Mobile, or whether it's at the Starbucks or Best Friend's house, all the same rules apply, the filter settings, the bedtime, the pause, the time limits, uh, they, they act on that device wherever it goes. And so that's in addition to circle. So you can get just the circle unit for your home Wi-Fi or wherever you're traveling. But in order to manage mobile devices that are going beyond your home, it's called Circle Go. Yeah, it's called Circle Go. It's, it's a monthly subscription for okay. $9.95. You get to add up to 10 devices to it. So good, so good. Man, I have loved that you've joined us today and shared all about this. I need one like yesterday. I cannot wait to <laughs> to do this. And I, and I just, sincerely, it's not because, what I love so much is everything I've seen you know, media about the Circle product online has been so family friendly, wholesome, really just wanting to serve. It just shines through. And that is something I think that parents don't take lightly and that we're just so thankful that there's people out there advocating for um, really the well-being of our children and the well-being of ourselves, too, because Circle can help us, too, in our personal endeavor to manage our own screen time and places that we go online, too. I'd love, before we go, if you could just share a little bit about the exciting thing that Disney chose to partner with you. That's, like, incredible. I think it's their <laughs> benefit you know, to their benefit to partner with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You um, know, tell us about that. Yeah. Yeah. Huge credits to the Walt Disney company. You know, we, um, they saw what we were developing very early on and, and fell in love with it. And for them, it aligned from a brand perspective and as well as, you know, there is no larger company or company more focused on experiences for families specifically than the Walt Disney Company. And uh, for them, it was about making sure that they were fitting into uh, more of the family's life. And especially on the, you know, on one side, they deliver a bunch of great content for families. And for them, it was about being able to participate on the other side of the conversation of making sure that, uh, you know, that balance with technology and with the content they're experiencing is the right sort of balance so that, you know, uh, mom and dad are happy. And when mom and dad are happy, typically you have happy <laughs> kids and healthy kids. And so, you know, huge credit to them for the foresight uh, and ability to see that. Um, and they've just been a fantastic partner as we've launched and been available over the course of the most of the last year uh, and helping us gain sort of the visibility for families, you know, across the board. Yeah, it's so good. So good. 
Well, Jelani, is there any way we can all be um, helping to spread the word or even pray for you guys as you continue to, you know, build this company and serve serve us in the world who need to protect our kids and protect our own hearts from the dangers that can be had um, online? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, for us, it's, uh, you know, share, uh, share our website, you know, share what circles up to you. We have a great blog called family is everything. Um, and we share stories from circle users about how it fits in their lives. Um, you know, for us, we just want to make sure that every family that would find benefit from a circle actually hears about it, um, and, and is able to get access to one because we think, you know, no matter what kind of family you are, you know, every family is dealing with devices in their home and how to manage them. And of course, every family is going to use Circle differently. But um, for us, it is, you know, almost a public service for us. And that's why we're in this. It, it is a mission for us to be able to provide it for as many families as possible. And uh, we're excited. We're going international this year as well. So we're going to be in uh, tons of different countries uh, in Europe and, uh, awesome. you know, uh, down in South America. So I'd say, yeah, just, you know, check out Circle Online and and share about it on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, if you think it's cool. Sounds awesome. And thanks. I, I would just want to thank you personally for your time, for coming to share with us, and also for creating a network of for those of us who do desire to share and spread the word, to be able to partner with you in doing that. And um, I'm just super thankful. Many blessings to you as you move forward. And we will be cheering from you from here as parents who are collaborating more with our kids and feeling at peace as we do. So awesome. Thanks. Thanks so much. Well, that's all for this episode. I hope that was helpful. It was so awesome to talk to Jelani, and I love what he and his company are doing. I had to bring it to you and share it with you because this is mud that I know I personally face each and every day, and I'm guessing if you have um, children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, just friends who have kids, this is going to be really um, great information to share with them. So it would be such a blessing if you would share this episode with whoever comes to your mind that you think needs this help. And let's get this in everyone's hands so that they can really keep their kids safe and have peace of mind and not be afraid. I think when we restrict our kids and boss them and tell them, oh, you can't do this, or you can't do that, it makes them want to do it all the more. I mean, if we think back when we were young, you know, the best way to get us to do something is to tell us we couldn't do it. And so, you know, my heart as we interact with our kids is that we would collaborate with them, that we would help them know that they're not alone, that we would help um, bridge the relationship gap. And I think this is a tool that's going to help do that because as we struggle through this mud, you know, there's a lot of electronics that we don't understand or we might not be as aware of. And so this will facilitate us having peace of mind as we maneuver our way into learning all the things. And I have something else that I want to share with you um, towards the end in just a few minutes. And so hang on for that because it's another product that I think is going to help with those of you facing the muddy waters of Snapchat because I know that's a tricky one too. So I'm going to share with that with you in a second. But I'm just so excited for anyone who wants to explore this product. You can um, go through my link and it will help support this show. I would be so thankful if you would do that. You can go to JackieWatkins.com forward slash circle. That will take you right to the Circle Disney product that you can check out. There's all kinds of um, frequently asked questions there. There's a video about it that they have. They've just done a beautiful job um, producing a product that is 
really coming alongside parents and grandparents and people who love the kids in their lives. And it's going to help us too. It really is going to help us through this mud. So um, I hope you're blessed by that. I also want you to know, um, for those of you who have not heard some of the previous episodes, this show is being sponsored by our family's personal business with Young Living Essential Oils. If essential oils is something that you've been wanting to get more information about, or you've maybe gone to Marshall's or Target or a health food store and you've bought some oils, but they seem to not be working or they do work, but they're just, you know, you're wondering if there's something else out there. I would love to connect with you more and share with you a free audio class that my friend Sarah has taught. It's an awesome 40-minute class that's so easy to listen to on the go. It packs a punch with all kinds of details. She is super articulate, super informative, and I would just love it to bless you. If that is something that you'd be interested in hearing or you want to connect with me personally about um, exploring Young Living products or Young Living essential oils, it would bless this show and our family if you would um, support us in that way. It's not only the sponsor of this show, but it's a way of sisterhood gathering together. We have a closed Facebook group led by my sweet friend Edie Wadsworth, who was a guest on the show in episode 102 and who is also a physician. So it's a private closed Facebook group where we can ask a ton of questions about essential oils and everything. So if you would like more information, all you have to do is get out your cell phone and text the words The Oily Sisterhood to the number 334. Now, I have to tell you, my husband thinks that it's crazy that we call it the oily sisterhood. He's like, honey, that just sounds wrong. Like, like, what do you all have? A bunch of oily faces and acne or something like that. I was like, really, babe? Really? So it's a sisterhood where we explore essential oils and how we use them in our lives to maintain health and wellness, support our systems, and to really replace the toxins and chemicals in our cleaning process products, our soaps, our shampoos, our lotions, and all the things. So if you want more information, again, text the words The Oily Sisterhood to the number 33444, and I personally will reach out and connect with you. And we'll set up a text conversation or a phone call or something like that. And I cannot wait to connect with you on that. And thank you so much in advance for being willing to support this show in that way. Okay. The issue of Snapchat. Okay, I know personally many parents who are struggling through, should my child have Snapchat on their phone? Should they not? What is Snapchat? How do you even work Snapchat? It's super confusing, and yet it is one of the biggest apps that is being utilized for any person under the age of 25. They talk on it. They can do video on it. They can send things that disappear. Supposedly, they disappear. Um I have been so grateful to find a resource to help parents with Snapchat. I gain no commission for sharing this link with you, and I personally purchased this myself, and I can vouch for the fact that this is an amazing resource. So there is a college student named Brock Johnson who has created a video course called Unwrap Snap. He has created it from a college person's perspective, an adolescent's perspective on how they use Snapchat, and And his desire is to come alongside of parents, not only teach you how to use Snapchat, but teach you the ways that your kids are using Snapchat, which even if you know how to use Snapchat, they're using it way differently than those of us in our 30s and 40s. So he has created this video course. And you guys, 
if you are dealing with Snapchat in your life or your kids or any people that you know that you're responsible for are using Snapchat, I feel like this is a must-have course. It's one to two minute videos. There's at least 10 to 15 of them. They're super easy to walk through. He shows you screenshots of Snapchat. It's super awesome. Again, I gain nothing from sharing this with you except for I'm a parent who wants to empower you all who I love, who listen each and every week, which thank you so very much. I want you to have this resource in your hands so that you don't have to be afraid, so that you don't have to ban your kid from Snapchat because you're too afraid to know what it is. Let's um, empower our kids to learn how to use technology wisely. It doesn't mean we have to restrict it. So if you want to get this course and you want to access it, it's super easy to use even on your mobile device, on your phone, go to unwrapsnap.com. I just can't highly recommend it enough. Brock has done an amazing job. And if any of you know Shalene Johnson, who, uh, you know, is the creator of Pio and Turbo Jam and some other products, she's the teacher that I took marketing impact class from last summer and created the Connecting With Your Teen course. Anyway, this is her son, Brock, and he has created this course. So go to unwrapsnap.com. Now, normally Brock sells his course for $47.99. He has so graciously given us a coupon code to take $18 off the price of his course. So you can get it in the next seven days at $29.99. You guys, this is a no-brainer, okay? This is like the cost of a few Starbucks drinks, maybe one episode taking your kids to Chick-fil-A. Like this this course is going to help you and your kids stay safe on social media. It's going to help you become a ninja parent who is confident and who doesn't have to worry over angst and ignorance, not knowing whether something's okay or not, or if your kids are safe or not on social media. Brock does a beautiful job, and I just can't highly recommend this enough. Okay, so if you want to get it for $29.99 in the next seven days, so it's only good for seven days from the release of this episode, So seven days from today, it's going to go back up to the higher price. So all you need to do is go to unwrapsnap.com and enter the code MUDSTORIES, all capitals with a space in between MUD and STORIES. MUDSTORIES. It's going to give you a discount down to $29.99. You'll be able to log in. It's your own private code and password he gives you. You're going to be able to view all the videos on your mobile device wherever you are. You can watch, you know as you're on the go, it's going to be awesome. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. So just do it. Go get it. Okay. So if you need Circle Disney in your life, if you can go to JackieWatkins.com forward slash circle. If you want to get um, info on Snapchat, unwrapsnap.com is where you can find that. And if you want info on oils, um, text to me and or email me, Jackie at JackieWatkins.com. I can't wait to connect with you about all of those things. Um, I want you to know I'm with you in this mud. You know, I'm going to be going on Facebook Live a little bit more. So if you want to hop over to my Facebook page and like that page, it's facebook.com forward slash Jackie Watkins. I'm going to be hanging out with you there a little more frequently uh, on Facebook Live. You can turn your notifications on and it'll notify you when I'm live. And we'll just wrestle through some stuff together. And my desire is to bring these episodes to you of these muddy stories, these muddy places we live, so that you can know you're not alone and I am with you in this. 
Okay, one last thing. The winner of our giveaway for Ann Voskamp's book, The Broken Way, is Bethany Howarth. So I have already sent Bethany an email. Bethany, if you listen to this, email me back and send me your address. I can't wait to send you a copy of Ann's book. If you all have not heard um, part one and part two of my episodes with Ann, I think your heart would be deeply encouraged. Those are episodes 104 and 105. You can find them on iTunes or always at the show notes, which are just JackieWatkins.com forward slash episode and whatever number it is. So for this one, it'll be 106. All right. I want you to know I am sending so much love to you today. Whatever it is you're facing, whatever mud you're going through, I hope you'll know that you are so very loved and you are never, ever alone. Have an amazing day.